Five major killers of prosperity. We've kind of talked about these in one graphic. It is uh, the five major killers of prosperity are sin, ignorance, laziness, mentality, and jealousy. The five fingers of death. How many gentlemen remember that back in the day? I think it was called the five fingers of death. Karate movie. Oh, Lord, I'm telling my old age. Yeah, I think I am going to come down to because y'all going to need a whole lot of room to take these pictures. Because I got quite a few graphics that I'm sure that you're going to be interested in. All right. Sin, ignorance, laziness, mentality and jealousy. When it comes to sin, the first scripture is Isaiah 59, one through two amplified version. It says, behold, the hand, the Lord's hand is not shortened at all that it cannot save, nor his ear dull with deafness that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Psalm 84, 11. For the Lord God is our sun and shield. He gives grace and glory. That's four different things. The Lord will not withhold or the Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. Now, we're not talking about somebody who makes mistakes. Raise your hand if you always make mistakes on a regular basis, that everybody, anybody who says they never miss it and that they're perfect and they don't make mistakes and they're so close to Jesus that they have coffee with him every single morning and they're perfect is Satan. Because <laughs> only he would sit up there and lie like that, okay? We're talking about somebody who is living in sin, okay? Some people even put themselves in a position where they're going to always be in sin, you know? And so that's who it's talking about. So that right there will kill your prosperity because the Lord cannot increase you greatly when you are not right or not doing right. Because if he does, you'll never change. Always remember that. And let me say something. Let me add this. Because for you all that are are single or, or whatever and plan on getting married or married again, this is a very, very important rule. I had always heard that that um, something like, you know, um, you shouldn't try to change the person that you're that you're married to. And I totally disagree. Now, of course, you can't make him change, but relationships are about change. I'm just letting you know. Okay. The first thing that God, people say, well, God accepts you who you are. Yeah. In order to get saved. And the moment you give your life to him, the first thing he asks you to do is start changing. First thing he starts doing. So so the problem is, is that relationships will work out to the degree to the degree that you are willing to change for the other individual. Like you heard me teach in that relationship series. Two masters married are terrible. The only thing that will make a a wonderful relationship work is if two servants are married. Because they try to serve each other. They wake up thinking about what they can do for each other, not work, work. I'm I'm a master. I need you to serve me. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Then when it comes time and you ask them to do something, they sleep. (laughs) Talking about why you wake me up. Second one is ignorance. Hosea 4, 6 in the ASB version. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being my priest. Since you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. That's stiff right there. This is ignorance. Now, one of the statements I made this past weekend is, is that one of the reasons why the majority of the body of Christ, of those who tithe, are not prospering is because they were keeping one law while breaking the rest. Because prosperity, and I know this is about to kill religion, uh, prosperity uh, is not just based on tithing. If that was the case, all of the sinners would be broke. Okay, so, so as, 
by and large, almost 99, maybe 100% of prosperity has to do with mentality, how you make decisions. How many of you know, if an atheist just saves $100 a week for a few years, he might become a millionaire. He didn't hear from the Holy Spirit in regards to that. Y'all got me. Okay? So that's ignorance. So you must educate yourself on finances. You must educate yourself on how things work. You must educate yourself, like I always say, quit going to the doctor's office and reading a book on how lizards mate and turn colors in the wintertime, unless you like lizards. Third one, laziness. Proverbs 10.4. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. Proverbs 12.24. Work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. Proverbs 13.4. Lazy people want much but get little, but those who work hard will prosper. Proverbs 21.5. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Proverbs 27.23-24. Know the state of your flocks and put your heart into caring for your herds, for riches don't last forever and the crown might not be passed to the next generation. Modern day language is... Pay attention to where your money is going because you don't know what the government might do when laws change and you may not be in a position to save as much as you thought. Y'all, y'all, y'all see what I'm saying with that? Okay, so that's what it means. Pay attention. Because back then, you know, they didn't have bank accounts, you know, like we have them. But it says pay attention to your herds. Pay attention to your flocks. Don't be just letting your money run from you. Take control of your money. You need to be looking at your money every single day for the purpose of how can I make it increase? How can I save? How can I do this? The worst thing you can ever do is always thinking about what you don't have. How am I going to pay this? How am I going to pay that? The number one thought process you should have is how can I generate more? Because whatever you keep thinking on, it grows. Think on the problem, it grows. Think on the answer, and the answer comes. That's why it says, seeking you shall find, knocking and shall be. I don't know why it just keeps floating up. Let me say this. Let me go back to something when I said, if, you, uh, if God will not withhold any good from those who walk uprightly. There is a difference, but let me, I don't know why this is floating around this way. I got to stop saying that. When I was talking about sin, um, the danger of being successful while you are in sin is that you don't know how successful you were supposed to be. Y'all got what I'm saying? So, so for example, I'll give you an example. You could write a book, and, and, and maybe, maybe, you know, nowadays we can write a book, and if two people buy a book, they think it's a success. No, those are your friends and family members. Y'all know what I'm saying? You know, you can come out with a, with a business or whatever else. You know, you, you're not making an impact until the sinners buying your stuff. So you can come out with something, and maybe a few people will buy it, but, but the reason why it didn't blow up is because God had to withhold it from blowing up. See, well, let, me say, let me tell you something. Living a lifestyle of sin and ingrained in it does not prevent creative ideas. But for sons and daughters of God, God will put his thumb on your stuff and say, no, nah, this ain't going nowhere until you get your life together. Because prosperity for a Christian that's living in sin is very dangerous because you frustrate the grace of God and you empower the grace of Satan. And they will let you build that thing and they they let you build it so big before they bring it down because they want you to build the thing so big that when they bring it down, you'll commit suicide. That's how that works. That's why why people people that's always living right, you know, they they get confused by people that's doing the wrong thing while they're prospering. And it's because you're basing it on today, not tomorrow. All right, which one I'm on? 
What was I talking about? Laziness and the mentality. Haggai 1, 5 through 7. Now therefore, thus said the Lord of hosts, Amplified, consider your ways and set your mind to what has come to you. You sow much, but you've reaped little. You eat, but you don't have enough. You drink, but don't have your field. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages has earned them to put in a bag with holes. Thus said the Lord of hosts. If that's happening to you, consider your ways, your previous and present conduct and how you have fared. One of the things that is most dangerous is to be having problems in your life. And you can't trace where they come from because you forgot about your past bad mistakes. Everything you do every day is sowing a seed, sowing a seed. And the problem is we all been there. You sow a bad seed today. And when it shows up in the future, the seed, I'm sorry, the harvest never looks like the seed. So a lot of things that we are dealing with and getting frustrated and getting mad about, you planted it. And then you got to run into it on that road. So the only thing that you can learn how to do is just plant seed perpetually good every single day. So let's talk about this last one, which is jealousy. Y'all ready? I'm going to keep this short and sweet because I don't want nobody cutting me. Okay. Now, this is going to be very, very important because one of the things that the Lord dealt with me today about is that you're going to see a lot of things begin to spring up just in our midst alone. You're going to see a whole lot of things spring up. And, 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 and your jealousy, seeing somebody get promoted ahead of you, blessed ahead of you, you think. Having more than you, you think. It'll cause you to be disqualified from what the Lord has for you. So I got so many of them. Let me just read them. Uh, number one, jealousy. To be painfully desirous of another person's advantage in life. This is a prosperity killer for you, by the way. To be painfully desirous of another person's advantage in life. Jealousy is an emotion. It is the thoughts or feelings of insecurity, fear, concern, and envy over a lack of possessions, status, or something of great personal value. This usually comes about by comparing yourself to someone else. That's why the scripture says to compare yourself to one another is what? Unwise. Because you don't know why a person has what they have at that moment. Okay? I mean, it might be somebody who comes in here. I told them on the praise team. They might have somebody that comes in this church, and, and they end up being the, the praise and worship leader for a while. You, you can't get jealous of that because the Lord has them on a path. Maybe they're 20 years behind, and you're only five years behind. And the Lord is trying to speed. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You don't know why somebody is moving faster than you. Maybe you got started five years ago, and maybe they were held back for 30 and they give their life, get their life right. And the Lord says, now I got to restore you really, really fast because I needed you over in Alaska 10 years ago. But I got to raise you up here so I can send you out. Meanwhile, you salty. <laughs> Let me tell you something. At the previous church I was at, I was promised so many things. And minister after minister after minister after minister got promoted above me on purpose. And sometimes just because I always took the attitude of, well, you know, maybe they're supposed to go ahead of me because the Lord has something for them different. But it messed with my mind a little bit because I'm like, well, I know I'm doing the right thing. And you know how it is. You know, you get all uh, prideful. Well, you know, I can, I'm preaching and people buying the things and, you know, and then they take shaking me. You know, all that stupid stuff. Yeah. Hey. And you promote it after promote it after promote it promotion. And little did, I not, little did I know back then that the Lord had a specific time for me to come forth to solve a specific problem in the entire body of Christ. So if I'm looking at everybody else going ahead of me, 
oh, you know, oh, man. And see, and this is where you will never have a, you will be messed up and jealousy will tear you up if you don't have a real relationship with your heavenly father and understand how much he cares for you, how much he loves you, that he has a plan for you. He said, I have an expected end, not a beginning. He said, I got an end for you just like everybody else. In other words, guess what? It's plenty of sunshine for everybody. All right. So now I want you to look at something for a moment so I can help you to understand jealousy, because something that I realize is that jealousy is something that God himself operates in. It's a force that he operates in. Psalm 78, 58. They angered God by building shrines to other gods and they made him jealous with their idols. So God became jealous because of their idols. Okay. He became jealous because of what he was looking at. Psalm 79, 5. Oh, Lord, how long will you be angry with us forever? How long will your jealousy burn like fire? So that's stage two. Stage one is you get to looking at something or a scenario and you become jealous. Then this thing kicks on and it begins to burn like fire. Third stage, Ezekiel 36, 5, amplified version. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, surely in the fire of my hot jealousy have I spoken against the rest of the nations and against all Edom. So we see stage three. Stage one is you look at something and because of what it looks like, jealousy kicks on like a fire. Then that thing gets to burn it and then it becomes hot. And then the fourth stage is Song of Solomon 8, 6. Holy Spirit showed all this to me today. Set me like a seal upon your heart, like a seal upon your arms, for love is as strong as. Huh. Go back to Ezekiel chapter 36. Y'all there? Are they there? Huh. I just missed something. Ezekiel 36, 5, it says, therefore, as I said, Lord God, surely in the fire of my hot jealousy have I spoken against the rest of the nations. That was the third one. So you see a scenario, your jealousy kicks on, okay, like a fire, then it burns as a result of burning jealousy, you begin to speak against that situation. I missed that part. Then you have Song of Solomon, which is 8, 6. It says, set me like a seal upon your heart, like a seal upon your arm. For love is as strong as death. Jealousy is as hard and cruel as hell, the place of the dead. It flashes, it flashes or flashes of fire, a most vehement flame, the very flame of the Lord. So these are the four stages. You see someone else with something you want. Jealousy turns on and begins to burn on the inside of you. This leads you to start speaking against the scenario or the person. And then your thoughts and words become very harsh and cruel because all it is is just jealousy on the inside of you, burning you up like a flame. Okay. Now, what's interesting is this statement here. I think you can put this next graphic up. I think this is what it says. Here's the difference. God gets jealous over things that belong to him. We get jealous over things that belong to others. Just pause. I mean, you know, gone to these days, all these crazy church services. We, I'm, man, the kingdom of God is about learning. That thing is so vast. We got to learn everything. <laughs> I stole, I stole the DeCosta's kids' book. It was 5,000 different things that you should know about planet Earth. 
that thing is vast and deep, boy. I was just like, man, they got all type of stuff in there. Hey, there's so much to learn about planet Earth you couldn't learn in a lifetime. I mean, there are 10,000 species of trees. You realize how long it would take you to learn just the difference in between 10,000 trees? So I don't know why people think that they can just understand heaven with a boom. I don't think so. Hey. So God gets jealous over things that belong to him. We get jealous over things that belong to others. And so the reason why you see God getting jealous is because these people were worshiping idols. Worship is reserved for God. Worship is reserved for our Heavenly Father. And when you do not give it to him and he sees you worshiping a car, a house, or another person more than him, he then gets jealous. It's all over the Bible. God said, I got jealous, I got jealous, I got jealous, I got jealous. And it was always over one thing. It was always over people worshiping something differently instead of worshiping him. So when God gets jealous, it's because you're worshiping something that's supposed to be his. When we get jealous, we just look at a particular situation, and because we don't have what belongs to them, we then get jealous of them and don't want them to have it. When every man has the right to have what he wants to have, would you agree? All right. Just going slow. Where am I at? Here's the next graphic. I pulled out some statements, and you'll find yourself somewhere along the line, because everybody deals with this. But I do, I do know that when you realize the spirit behind it, it, you, it, can, it can die on the inside of you. Jealousy is nothing more than self-fury. It is a personal attack on yourself for not, do, not doing what you knew had to be done, which is then vented outward to those who are doing what needs to be done. y'all that's that delayed effect uh this is gonna make you think i'm gonna read it again just in case y'all didn't get it the first time you're like no dude we took a picture we tight no we're gonna read it (laughs) jealousy is nothing more than self-fury that's mask is something else but it's a personal attack on yourself for not doing what you knew had to be done which is then vented outward to those who are doing what needs to be done They're willing to do it, but you're not. They're willing to deal with the discipline, but you're not. They're willing to work, but you don't want to. They're willing to have self-gratification and wait, but you don't want to wait. Okay. You can take two women. I told you about the mayor of the city of Riverdale who had six kids. She was about to commit suicide. And and, uh, all of the nasty things that are said to people like that. So, So unfortunate. And how she had to make a decision, I got to change my life. She went and got a GED, went and got a master's degree in nursing, and then she got another degree. And now she's the mayor of Riverdale. She ran for mayor on a budget of $2,500 and one. You know why? Wasn't making excuses. I can guarantee you, though, somebody who was single with no kids got jealous of her. <laughs> Y'all? And, and, and I, I'm, I'm going to float around her just for a moment. But in some ways, let's just keep on going. Next graphic. Jealousy has been erroneously understood as simply wanting what another has. A bigger car, a better house, a prettier face, a more toned body, and so on. But the truth is that jealousy is not about mere possessions or superficial attributes, but more about the poor choices we have made and the quality of life we live based on those choices. Mm. 
Oh, man. Well, my wife had the six kids. Now, now don't get me wrong. Understand that there are ladies that have children. How many know after you have your first child, your body is just like, this is crazy right here. You know what I mean? Just a woman's sex drive can be up here before she had the baby or she had that baby. That thing go all the way down to the pit. I'm just saying. I mean, that, whole, that postpartum syndrome, that stuff is real. You had a real individual on the inside of you sucking all of the life all the way down to the core of your bones. And men don't understand that. They just like get it together. No, you know, you don't understand. Would you like to have a real being growing on the inside of you? That is insane. You know, but when my wife had the kids, so and so we're not talking about there are women who have real issues. They have thyroid issues. They have I mean, uh, there there are some women that uh, they have weight issues because of uh, mental issues, uh, molestation, all those different type of things. We're not talking about that. But there's so many women that would tell my wife that she had a special anointing because her she would drop away. She was like, no, nah, it's called going to the gym. That's a special anointing is. You know what I'm saying? And that is no joke. Huh? You know, that's hard. So, so you can't get mad at somebody else. Now, we're not talking about a person that has an issue, has a condition, has a health problem. Watch this. We're not even talking about a person who doesn't have the support that she had. You got to be very careful how you judge situations. You know what I'm saying? So when she went to the gym, I was at home watching the kids and doing whatever else needed to be done and all of that type of stuff. Okay, but I'm talking about you had the same opportunity to do this as the other individual did. And you didn't do it. And then when they get the results, then you're mad. And it's just I mean, I mean, we've had several scenarios over the years of women who couldn't have children. And they and and I, I watched one myself where woman, she, my wife got pregnant. And this woman that we were cool with and everything, she just turned her anger and stopped speaking to Lorana. I mean, you could see the physical, the, 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 the physical anger on this lady's face when Lorana would come around. And, and, and then she ended up having some kids later on herself. But at that moment, she couldn't have kids. Okay? So you got to be very, very careful how you judge things, because if you're not careful, you disqualify yourself for what God wants you to have tomorrow because you are acting crazy today. Y'all got my. Where are my notes at? Y'all don't make me push past this. All right. Here we go. Jealousy begins with the perception that another person is living their life to a greater degree than we are living our life. You assume, yeah, that's the key word, it's perception. Okay? You see her holding hands with your husband, and you and your husband are not getting along right too well. And because they because they walking in the mall holding hands, you assume that, oh man, look at that, he's just so romantic. No, they holding hands. Can't tell you how many people I've seen holding hands. This is crazy. Um, um, let me tell you something. I didn't see so. How many of you know there's nothing wrong with holding hands? I hold my wife's hand sometimes. Sometimes we don't. When movies, theater, we all snuggled up and everything and all that type of stuff. Boom. It's just that there are some people, they do that for a show. You know, I mean, that's some, man, I'm, you know, with me being a pastor, I have seen some stuff. I have seen some stuff, y'all. <laughs> it's just like, wasn't y'all the two having a beating contest with two bats just the other day? And now y'all on Facebook talking about, oh, we just so perfectly in love. I'm like, you are lying. I can't tell you how many times I don't want to go on somebody's Facebook thread. And they all hugged up and everything. And I'm just like, they are sitting up here just lying. 
We didn't have to counsel people like that. You beating her brains out, and the next day y'all on Facebook talking about, oh, yes, my honey bunny, my sliced bread, the best thing that has ever happened to me since we went to the moon. And, and I'm just like, what are you talking about? You just told me on the phone you hated her guts yesterday. Quit paying attention to people, y'all. That's why I don't believe in all that crap about faking until you're making it. No, just make it. Y'all know what I'm saying? You who started that fake it until you make it? You fake it until you make it, you're going to be fake for the rest of your life. There are no principles for faking it until you make it. It's just called being fake. There's only principles for making it. Find out what the principles are for making it, not you faking it because you're ignorant. Let me get off of that. Whew. Jealousy is one of the most destructive forces on earth, attacking both the one wielding it and the one receiving it. And the sad part is, Sad part is, whoever you focus your jealousy on, they can feel it. They just don't know where it's coming from. It's a force. How many of you know that when someone comes into your presence, you can tell if they like you or not? You can tell when somebody has an attitude. You can tell when somebody is being serious. You know, that's the mode that I'm always in. You have to be, y'all can, you can never pay attention to my face. Because I could be thinking about a phone call I just got off. Five minutes ago, and I'm, I am such a serious thinker. Not really, well, I am a serious person, but I'm such a serious thinker. I wear it on my face with my eyebrows. So I could always be, so sometimes you might actually have to say, uh, smile. And because, you know, you have to be careful. And I can look dead at you mean and don't even see you because I'm thinking about this craziness I'm just dealing with. Y'all understand? So just pop me upside the head every once in a while, you know, just make me smile. <clears throat> All right. Jealousy is a form of hatred built on insecurity. We can put the next graphic up. I put three statements all together. Take a picture of that. Jealousy, oh, is a form of hatred built on insecurity, and almost all jealousy is built on comparison. Next one is the person who gets jealous because you did not invite them. I didn't put this on there, I don't think. The Holy Spirit said this to me when I was on the bed. The person who gets jealous because you did not invite them is the same person who would have caused problems at the event if you did invite them. That was straight from heaven. I was sitting on the bed and the Holy Spirit spoke that in an audible voice. Why he told me that? Maybe one of y'all getting ready to have a party and have been considering if you should invite Sister Crazy. No, leave her behind alone. The very individuals that will get jealous because you didn't invite them are the very ones that had you invited them that would have been the one causing the problem. Which is usually sometimes why you didn't invite them. See, this is the crazy part. Everybody thinks about that individual never realizing that you might be one of them every once in a while. Let's go to the next one. So I'm not believe that Lord. I told you about getting stabbed in the neck of my own church, y'all. Come on. It is, let's one. It is arrogant and ignorant to compare yourself with any other person. For you do not know all that is and has been with that person in all manners of choice since birth, both on the physical and the spiritual realm. Therefore, it is a grand illusion to compare with another person, for it is through the destructive force of jealousy that many great works have been undone and many relationships broken. Yes, it is. It's very, very good. You don't know why. I mean, it's amazing how we can come to the conclusion about something that we saw 
one day of a person's life, haven't been there for the last 25 years, don't know what happened to them, don't know what price they paid, don't know the calling of God upon their life, don't know the favor of God upon their life, don't know just how much God will forgive them. They might have made 50 mistakes and you made one. But guess what? You made the one mistake and haven't got yourself together. They made 50 and recognized that the Lord forgave them all 50 times. And you see him one day get blessed. You see him one day do one thing and have no idea that that one day is a buildup from the last 30 years. And then you get jealous. And that's, that's why I don't like emails and texts. When people text me a question sometimes, or some of y'all have done this, you'll text me a question, and I'll pick right up the phone call you because you, when, when I, when, when, watch this. I can't think of a good example. But when you send someone a text, they interpret it based on their mentality. When you talk to someone on the phone, they receive it based on your mentality because they hear what you say, if they then have a rebuttal, you can adjust and say something else. They hear the tone of your voice. They hear the speed of your words. And so this all goes into an emotional package where they can now feel what you're saying versus they have to interpret what you may feel because all they saw were words. Y'all got me. So when it comes to very important stuff, when it comes to disagreement stuff, when it comes to important stuff, quit sending people a text. Call them. I know. I'm, I'm, y'all like, so y'all like, you're cutting low today. You, you cut, you're cutting low, Reverend. I'm just, just letting you know. I mean, I'm just, I mean, I've sent, I, and I learned that real quick. You know, I'll send somebody a text and, 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 and oh no, I'll, I'll reverse it. People will send me a text. And I'm like, see, I'm wise enough to know. Now this right here sounds crazy. I can't tell how many times my wife, I'm like, oh, I look at this. What do you think this means? And I just call a person, and nine times out of ten, they did not mean it the way I was taking it. Because watch this. Some people, if they talk to you, they can string words together well. But if they text you, they can't string those words together well to give you the same impression. And if they talk, y'all got me. Yeah, that's definitely me. I mess up everything, by the way. I'm just, hey. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all didn't messed up my whole message. Where am I at? Oh, there it is. Jealousy is an illusion that what you feel based on what you see is true, even though you only have a piece of the information. So you see something. Mm. Hey, ladies, how many of men and ladies and gentlemen, how many of you have seen movies? Where, where the whole movie is the lady uh, swearing up and down that her husband is tipping on her because he's having a secret meeting with somebody and she's following him and everything. And, oh, my God, there's the woman right there. And by the end of the movie, she didn't know that he was doing all of this meeting in secret to give her a new diamond and do a great birthday party. Quit coming to conclusions based on something that you saw. I can tell you right now, never mind. And see, let me tell you what's dangerous today. What's dangerous today is the editing process through technology. Let me tell you something. You don't have to have a fancy program. I can take a picture of this entire audience. I can give it to a good editor, and he can literally take every single person out of the sanctuary and put all Russian people in the audience. And it'll look like 
it was really that scenario. That's how dangerous stuff is. So quit believing stuff that you see on Facebook. You know, I mean, I have seen all type of stuff from, from presidents kissing each other on the lips and, and, and aliens riding donkeys and, 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 and then it's so stupid stuff. People sending me stuff, share this before they take it off social media. Well, maybe they're taking it off because it wasn't true in the first place. Don't send me nothing. Share this. You know, when got one yesterday. You know, this literally pulled praise out of me. Share it and watch the devil flee. Oh, God. I know the managers be like, we told you not to create this man. This is the type of whack stuff he coming up with. Quit talking crazy. Supposed to play this and watch the devil flee. I don't even know where the man is at. That's just how I think where y'all being religious. Let's just keep on going. This was really, really good. This is something that the Holy Spirit gave me today. There are a few things that I pulled from other sources. This was another one that he gave me. And I don't think I wrote this down. I didn't. But listen, this is what the Holy Spirit said. If you are jealous of someone's house, you getting a bigger house will not cure you of your jealousy. Your jealousy after you get the house will simply morph and segue into pride. The same way water can turn to ice. If you are jealous of someone's car, if you get a nicer car, it will not get rid of your jealousy. Your jealousy will then turn to pride. Same thing when it comes to business. Same thing when it comes to a position. Same thing when it comes to status. Same thing when it comes to ministry. Same thing when it comes to marriage, family, or relationship. The thing that you are jealous of, if the jealousy is not conquered before you get the thing, when you get the thing, it will not get rid of the jealousy. The jealousy will go into a dormant state, and then the pride will kick in. And you'll think the jealousy is gone when actually it's been replaced with pride. Y'all see how dangerous this is? And all of it is us deceiving ourselves. It seems like you should be jealous, but if you knew all the facts, you wouldn't be. Jealousy is an illusion that what you feel based on what you see is true, even though you only have a piece of information. Okay, so remember that. Okay, you can see somebody with something. And, and, and so you have a girlfriend that got married before you did. And, and so she got married to, it seems like a nice gentleman. If you don't get rid of that jealousy before you get married, when you get married, you will think the jealousy is gone. But it'll show up in another area. And you'll be prideful because you're married. Never make somebody feel bad because of what they don't have. Okay. So the antidote for jealousy is to, these are the three antidotes. The antidote for jealousy is to see the situation clearly, call out the jealousy for what it is and quit denying it, and then walk in love. Okay. And I'll get three scriptures for that and then we'll be done. Mm-hmm. It said, uh, I wrote down the antidote for jealousy is to see the situation clearly. Number one, okay, call out the jealousy for what it is, number two, and number three, walk in love. And I'll explain all of those just for a second, okay? And when we talk about seeing clear, well, I'll just read the scripture instead of me trying to explain it. Luke 6, we're going to talk about the first one, which is I only have one scripture for each one, seeing clearly. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, it says right now, while we are on planet Earth, we see everything like looking through a dim glass. And then it also says, 
even when you hear a prophecy, what you heard prophesied was only in part. Hey. Luke 6, 41, 42. And you know what? One of the things that I realized, I was thinking about the whole inner healing and deliverance ministry that is, is, is really, really been a blessing to people. And I was realizing that that's one of the things that we deal with with that is people who have been jealous so long because of how long uh, they have not, you know, had something, etc. Let me tell you, what happens is the thing, it, it corrupts you at first. It works like a virus. Okay? Then becomes a mindset. Then it becomes a heart set. It becomes like set in you in stone. Then the whole thing corrupts you, and now you need healing from jealousy. These are deadly emotions that turn into physical realities on the inside of your body. <clears throat> so it's so dangerous about this stuff. And, and, well, let's just read it. Luke 6, 1, 41 through 42. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you got a telephone pole in yours? I had to read the Bible. My Bible's off the chain, y'all. I don't know what these other people are preaching. How can you think of saying, I mean, think about this. He said, how can you even think of saying, friend, let me help you get rid of the speck in your eye when you can't see past the telephone pole in yours? Then it says, hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Now, I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm only mention this. I always found it interesting that they assumed that the individual that was being critical always had a log. It's a general statement. So it didn't say, you know, if you have something in your eye, you said, and then get it out so you can see clearly. It says, friend, until you get, it said, apparently they, there, there's something mysterious here. And that is, let me, put, let me put it another way. Until you get yourself together, you will never even be able to see how to get a small person's life together. You can't even see the small things. Okay, so how many? Right now, we got a, we got masters out here. Everybody, man, is an engineer. Everybody is a videographer. Everybody is an editor. Everybody got a mixtape. Everybody is making a movie. Everybody got a book. Everybody is everybody. Not because of social media. Everybody can be a model. Everybody is Mr. GQ. Everybody is a life coach. Everybody's selling something. Everybody got a business. Everybody doing Facebook Live. Everybody got something to say. Everybody got a deep revelation. And I'm just, I just look at this like, this is amazing. All of these folks that ain't doing nothing got all this to say. I was told, you don't have a right to criticize somebody until you're doing what they're doing on their level. I just heard a laugh. Maybe that didn't go across too well. Hey. So the point that I'm making is, the first thing is, uh, hold on just a second. I think I saved this. Let's see. I hope I did. If you didn't see it with your own eyes or hear it with your own ears, don't invent it with your small mind and share it with your big mouth. That's one of the ones I had to personally take a picture of. I said, I need to save this, steal it, and put it on my Facebook thread, and then sign my name like it was mine. <laughs> I'm going to read that again. If you didn't see it with your own eyes, do y'all realize how much stuff society believes because the news told them? 
I don't believe nothing the news say, including the weather. How many know? <laughs> These weathermen need to go get a job at Burger King on the side, because y'all dudes, they've been off. How you off all day, every day? Get right back up to the day. Yes, and according to this, you are wrong again. If you didn't see it with your own eyes and you didn't hear it with your own ears, don't invent it with your small mind and share it with your big mouth. And that's one thing that frustrates me more than anything else is a generation of people who talk big about things they know nothing about. They saw it on social media or they saw it on CNN or Fox News or some other report or their friend told them at the barbershop and they believe what is true. And that's why I'm, ooh, Jesus. I just can't, I should, never mind. It's just it's something that just frustrates me. I saw a prophecy years ago about how the media will be judged by God because of their constant lying. They, they literally are controlling what the masses want you to think. They control it. Y'all, television is drama, including the news. Watch, go home today and watch, you know, just tape it if you want to go to bed early. Tape the 10 o'clock news and then watch it tomorrow and then count on one hand with broken fingers how many other stories were, pop or were positive. Man, you sit there on the news with a plate of food. Let me see what's going on in the community today. After 15 minutes, man, you're on your knees interceding. You didn't pull your gun out thinking Dracula is in the driveway. You know, I mean, just man, these people will make it seem like Armageddon showed up yesterday and you missed it. Beyond negative. Okay, so, so that's the first thing about jealousy is you heard them say it, but why did they say it? And what else was strung together before you saw that part? You saw them do this, but were they really doing it because they don't like you? Or they were just in a particular mode and just wasn't thinking about you at the moment? I mean, you do realize that when the person bought the car, they didn't go to the dealership. You know what? I want to get this Lexus right here to make Kimberly mad. Nobody sitting up here buying no house with you on their mind. They got them on their mind. Now, they may not want to invite you over to show off the house, but people are not out here buying clothes. They're not out here buying, you know what I'm saying? With you on your mind. You give yourself too much credit. These folk ain't thinking about you. Okay, so that's the first rule is recognize what I see and what I heard is a part. And maybe if I heard the whole part, maybe if I know the who, knew the whole truth, Maybe if I saw both sides, what's going on in the physical realm, what's going on in the spiritual realm, what the enemy is doing, what God is doing in their life, the price that they paid, or the things that they have been through, maybe I wouldn't be jealous. Maybe I would realize that today is their day, and maybe next week is my week, and I don't want to be jealous of them, because when my time comes, I want celebrators and not haters. I can't stand that word. That's another thing. Everybody, seems like everybody wants haters. You know, some people, pip. Most people are not really doing anything important. They just want haters to make themselves feel important. Don't nobody hate you. You ain't doing nothing worth be hating over. You put on a dress in Mile and now you got haters. No, they didn't like the ugly dress. That's what it was. Everything now is a disagreement. It's about haters. Hey, I can stand it. They got all these pastors talking about, man, haters, haters. Man, I don't have time to be worried about who hate me, who loves me. I'm trying to follow the Lord Jesus. And when you follow him, you're going to have haters. But just wave at him on the way to the bank. Like Leroy Thompson said. James 5.16, the second one is, so y'all got the first one, which is, okay, you're look, whoever you are jealous of, um, 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 
you don't have a right to be jealous because you're literally saying, I don't want you to have what would make you happy and make me happy. And you also have a low value of yourself because what you're saying is, I'm jealous of you because what you have, I'll never have. That's all jealousy is, is I'll never get that attention. I'll never be in a relationship. I'll never have a position. I'll never be able to get out of debt. I'll never be able to go on vacation. There's certain things that my wife have done in the last year, and we uh, we did something for Christmas and said we're not taking one single picture when we went, when we went to Mexico. And, and, and now, now, guess what? The Holy Spirit has been rebuking me now and since this rich series. He says the season in your life, you cannot be worried about who you're going to offend. Okay? Um, Jesus made that clear. But there have been a lot of things that we have done because we know how people are. They see one little thing. You know, you, you with the wrong individual, and now people are feeling salty. Or you go over here, you go over there. And people, I mean, it's just insane. You know? Oh, perfect example. Okay? Shh. You don't even know if it's true. So uh, I know the minister by the name of Jesse Duplantis. Some of y'all saw him on the news. And so they said that what they do is they, 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 they blurb it and say, televangelist asked for $50 million to buy a new jet. And they were like, oh, I watch so Fox News. They're just all making a mockery of it. Okay, is that true? Because the last two scenarios that you brought up, they weren't true. It was a lie. And let me tell you something about the media. When they say something too fast and it was wrong, they don't come back and apologize unless you threaten to sue them. They will not come back. And when they do apologize, it'll be way in the midnight hour. If, it's in the, if they blasted the lie on the front page, the rebuttal and the apology will be on the back page. They are completely wicked. Okay? $54 million. Let me say something to y'all about some of these televangelist preachers. Number one, you don't know what they're doing. You don't know what they're doing. The second thing is always remember this. There is a difference in church ministries like that between congregation members versus individuals that are partners. I'm giving you all education. When it comes to partners, partners are individuals who say, you know what? We recognize that you're called to do something big in the earth. And I will invest my personal money into your life every month so that you can run across the earth and get people saved, do all of these works, all of these missions. So when you see ministers send out a letter to their partner saying, hey, you all, you all came to me and said, you all, Yonggi Cho got millionaires. Let me tell you something about Yonggi Cho, the biggest church in the world. When he had a project, he didn't have an offering. He went to the millionaires and said, hey, I got this project. And they wrote him all a check and it canceled that day. Not the check, but I'm saying the project was canceled because they all wrote a check. So there's a difference between congregation members who give tithes and offerings for the community versus partners who are wealthy, who say we recognize that we are businessmen, like the scripture says, who are called to generate wealth so that we can do things on a high level. So when you see these guys send out a letter asking, okay, well, we need to have money to buy this jet so we can go over in this remote part here. We ain't got what they call puddle jump. Puddle jumping is when you have a Learjet and it is, is, is smaller, so you got to keep going up, jumping down at the gas station, get up, jumping down at another gas station. It's called puddle jumping. And so that can be more expensive than if you have a more expensive plane and you do one. Gas fuel is insane. So I'm just teaching you that when you see the news saying this, you're like, oh, my God, he just robbing the people. No, if he was robbing the people, his ministry would have been shut down 30 years ago because the government don't play that. They did one what do you call it? Audit for a small amount of churches and netted 10 million. 
So if you're off, trust me, the government is coming for you. But this same man, when that flood came through Louisiana, the water stopped at his address and his house still standing there. So quit believing what you see on the media. Oh, look at another one. James 5.16. Y'all think y'all got the point of that. I'm kind of running that into the ground. Confess your sins. What was the second one? The antidote for jealousy is to call out jealousy for what it is. Quit pretending like you're not jealous. James 5.16. Confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous man has great power and produces wonderful results. So, um, and let me tell you something. When you desire things, you will always have to fight jealousy. You'll see somebody, man, you, man, you know, you'll be like, man, you know, it's nothing like ladies getting up. And that particular morning, you know, you felt a little bloated and you didn't feel as attractive as you were. And you, you know how it is when you're trying to get your idea that makeup didn't work right and hair didn't want to act right. And, you know, you just feel like, man, this is the end right here, man. I'm just, I'm just Godzilla. Y'all know, y'all know how y'all get. I mean, brothers do it too. We just do it much faster. We just glance in the mirror like, mm, I need to get myself together. Y'all just sitting there with tissue, uh, calling your girlfriend, God, just, I'm bloated and my makeup didn't go right and, and all that type of stuff. And then you at some place, gas station at the job, and here come Sister Susan Q, who seemingly has her act together. Perfect body, her hair is looking super perfect that day with the lipstick, and, and she walking through there like she's a model from Victoria's Secret. And all it takes is for you to see one guy looking at her, and you jealous of her. I'm just keeping it real. I'm just saying that, you know, so when you know you are jealous of someone, you know you're jealous. And the sad part is some of us are very, very good at hiding it. You know, so, you know, one of the ways you hide it is, well, I'm not jealous. She just needs to change this one particular thing. Well, according to you, well, you the new fashion queen on the scene or something? There's a determination about what we should do with clothes. You know what I'm saying? You know, she, that color just doesn't work with her. Based on what? Your opinion? You know, I mean, I mean you know, nowadays colors is just colors. I mean, just some of the stuff people wear nowadays, it's just, that's the new style. There is no more style. You just wear what you want to wear. Okay. So, but, but the biggest thing you do all, you all, is when you recognize that a particular person is, and watch this, you can easily get jealous of someone that's prideful. Because you'll pick up that pride and, and it makes you prideful. When you're in the midst of somebody that's prideful, you become more prideful. When you're in the midst of someone that's humble, you become more humble because it's a force. And whatever force you are around, it begins to agitate you and try to pull you into that thing. That's why I don't, hang, I, don't, I don't hang around prideful, arrogant people because I know when they get to talking, the next thing you know, I didn't created something. Well, you know, my church, you know, my churches came from Mars and the Lord told me to go to Pluto and, and, and we got 500 members joining every five seconds. And <laughs> people can pull you in like that. You know, how many times, ladies, okay, if you, how many times you've been someplace on the airplane someplace else and that lady next to you, she whips out. These are my baby pictures. <laughs> look at him. Look at how beautiful he is. I was on the airplane one time. And, and, but she was kind of doing it like, there's a difference between you're proud. This lady, she was just like, look at that. You know, and she was just like, you know, and the Holy Spirit was like, don't you do it. Don't you. You better not. Wow, look at them six. What you going to do? What you going to do? 
You can't do stuff like that. But when people become prideful, it's a competition thing. And people that are competitive make you feel like you need to compete. And so people will pull you in. So this jealousy thing, you can have the Holy Ghost coming out your ears. You can read the Bible until you have memorized it frontwards and backwards. And you still going to run into somebody that their spirit gets on you is no different than when somebody been cleaning fish. You're not trying to get close to them. Why? What's on them is going to get on you. You hug somebody that has perfume. Their perfume is now on you. Well, that's physical stuff. Spiritual stuff is even worse because you don't know what's there. You don't know it came from the person that you hug. You don't know it came from the individual. You just know it's with you, but you don't know who, them, who attached themselves to you with that spirit. <sighs> so confess your faults. Lord, Father, right now I'm feeling jealousy. I'm going to cancel jealousy by two things. Father, I admit that this spirit is here. Just because you feel it doesn't mean it's you. This spirit of jealousy because of this individual. So how I cancel this, Lord, is this person that jealousy is trying to attach itself to me concerning them. I'm going to pray for them to be blessed even more. Pray for their success, Lord. I don't have a right to be jealous of anyone because you love people all the same. You're not a respecter of persons. You have blessings for everybody. And I know that when I want this person to be blessed and I want this person to enjoy their blessing, then that's a seed that I'm sowing so that I can get mine. Because there's enough sun for everybody. Y'all got that? Last one. Some good stuff, isn't it? Yeah, that's these are called prosperity killers. First Corinthians 13, 1 through 7. <clears throat> and this is love. If I could speak with all the languages of earth and have angels, if I could speak with all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but did not love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to give to the poor and even sacrifice my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient. You, let me tell you this. This needs to be on every single person's vision board in here, period. Because this is hard. Just in traffic. <laughs> Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. All four of those run together like a team. And they segue back and forth. If you're not jealous, then you're prideful. Okay? Love is not jealous. It does not boast or brag. It is not proud because of its status. And it is not rude. Love does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. That's one thing that can really make you jealous, is when you see somebody being blessed that did you wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. It never loses faith. It is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. So always remember this. You, that's something that you have to practice. One of the things you should do is you should be reading that script. That should be a part of your morning dialogue. Like some of y'all have coffee every single morning. Okay. There, there, there's certain scriptures that you need to go over every single day. Maybe before you go to bed to get up, you need to get that in you. Because the more you get the DNA of the word in you, the more that DNA causes you to start acting like God. That's why the Bible says the love of God controls you. 
you put enough of it in you, that thing will control you. You'll surprise your own self when that person smack you and then smack them back. You'll be like, this is amazing. <laughs> Serious. That, I mean, you can, say, you can say what you would do, but one of the things that I have learned is if the love of God is not in you, you'll scare yourself to see how far you will go. But if the love of God is in you, you'll scare yourself to see that you didn't go there. You're scared. So I cannot believe I just did that. And so so those are the three things that you do. And that is you have to see clearly, which means then you don't have a right to be jealous of almost every single person that you're jealous of because you don't know the story. So you just cancel that out. And then you must recognize that, man, I'm having a jealousy issue, even if it's something that they're promoting. Trying to, there are some people that they will make you feel small. It, they're act, you know what? Uh, any, of y'all, any of you see the uh, movie called The Count of Monte Cristo? It's a good movie, isn't it? And uh, you should rent that movie. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> you should rent that movie because the movie is about a man who had everything and another guy who seemingly didn't have nothing. But the guy who had everything was completely jealous of the guy who didn't have nothing. Because there are some people that ha- they have, the, they, to you they have everything, but they can see everything. And so you can have two nickels to rub together, but it's something about you that they can see and they're already jealous before the manifestation shows up. That was something that was that's one of the things that I had a problem with is that people just I, I didn't have anything. And but I knew stuff. So I carried myself a particular way and, and, and men would walk up to me and they would, you know, you know, fix my tie like this. There's a difference between me helping Garnett and fixing his tie versus I'm fixing it in such a way as though you don't know how to dress. Yeah. So that, that would happen to me a lot. Guys would do that. And I didn't understand back then what was going on, but I knew what was going on, but I didn't understand why. I'm like, well, man, your suit costs five times more than mine. You got a nice car. And, and why are you? Because some people, they can see they, they can see your end before you get there. And because you don't have anything in your mind now, but they have the ability to see your end. And so based on where they believe you're going, they're jealous of you now. And they'll start trying to control and manipulate. So, so you have to be very, very careful when it comes to these things. So, you know, when you sense that, you pray for the person. You say, Lord, I'm having a jealousy issue. Guess what? The Bible says the truth makes you free, not being deep. The truth is, Lord, I'm having a jealousy problem. When you do that, then they make you free because you admitted the truth. Not trying to be deep and religious. If you don't confess it, then no, you got it anyway. And the third one is learning how to walk in love. And love always wants what is best for people. It always wants you to be blessed. It does not matter if you're not blessed. It wants you to be blessed. That's why the scripture says love is not jealous. So always remember, and that is, whenever you are dealing with jealousy, know that your love is leaking out. Okay? And when it comes to pride... Something that Andrew Murray said in his book called Humility. He said, a humble man can never be embarrassed. So always know your jealousy is a sign that your love is low and your pride is a sign or your embarrassment even is a sign that your humility is low. You know, how many know this is something that everybody in the planet deals with? It's very rarely addressed, um, but but this will suck the life out of you and you will spend your life uh, becoming bitter because um, one thing jealousy does, too, is makes you old faster. It just ages you because it's, it's you know, it's, uh, no, like it said, you know, you, you're, it's intoxicating for you. You have directed it at someone, okay, but, but it's coming from you. And but how many of you know, 
you know, the, the water is going through the holes, but the holes gets wet. And so, you know, the water is for water and the grass, but as it gets through the holes, the holes gets wet. And so in the same way, that jealousy is a very toxic thing to your emotions, to your mental uh, capacity, how you think, how you see things, how you feel. And, and if you keep operating in it, it'll begin to shut your body down and affect your body. And then other physical things will show up as a result of it. When the truth is, is that what you see somebody else walking in, God might have greater from you, greater for you. And if he has greater, doesn't mean that you're better. Y'all, some things are based on responsibilities. You know what I'm saying? It's just based on responsibility. You know, so you look, there are people, it's really sad, and this is my last statement, but there are people that actually got the nerve to be jealous of the fact that I'm a pastor and she a first lady. You must be crazy. Because if you knew what I've been through to get here, you would not be willing to go through 10% because I have not shared it all. And I never will because you couldn't handle it. And I can't share it because I'm still protecting some of the people that did me wrong. If you knew what I went through to get here, if you knew what the Lord allowed me to go through to be in the position to give people answers for real, it'd blow your mind. So, so, but there's a reward that comes from that. There's a reward that comes from going through the hard knocks and, and being beat up and being done wrong and having to humble myself and getting off track and then getting back on track and, and don't understand, but you keep on doing the right thing. You know, nothing is working, but you still live right. I mean, it's not happening, but you keep on praying and you keep on believing and years go by, you lose your house. God tells you to come to Atlanta two months after you're here. They uh, take your car. I'll never forget that, man. That doorbell rang. I thought it was Jehovah's Witnesses. Ding dong. This is exactly what the guy said. He said, dude, we were just being nice enough to give you the car seats. I watch my only vehicle going down the road after the Lord tells me to move to Atlanta. See, so, so there are people who have not given up, not given up, given up. And no matter what you've done in the past, if you start today and make a conscious decision, the Lord will redeem you and give you more. It always works this way. The ones who train you, you're supposed to go higher and faster because you're supposed to learn from their mistakes. There are things, let me tell you something. There are things that I have shared with you all that if I had known back then what I know now, man, I really would have a church on Pluto. <laughs> See, so people pay the price for things, and sometimes the Lord will reward somebody for a price that they pay. You don't know what people are going through. Enjoy, let me tell you something. I don't know why. I've always been this way. I have always enjoyed people getting blessed. I always have. It's, the, I, it's like I thrive off of that. I'm the guy in the theater. I'm hoping everybody is enjoying the movie. That's why I like to go see a movie with a crowd. That I don't know if it's part of my calling. I enjoy seeing people get blessed. New car, new marriage. If you get some, hey, if you get a Lamborghini and I don't have one, I don't have a problem with it. I might ask to borrow it, but I'm enjoying the fact that, man, I love to see people happy. And when you love to see people happy, you're going to end up being happier than them. Go ahead and stand. Hallelujah. So just take a moment, lift your hands. And, you know, and, and, and these are the type of services where you started tonight. The Lord may bring something to your attention tonight before you go to bed. Bring someone to your attention tomorrow morning when you get up. Um, because there, there are people that, that some of us, um, you can't even... Any of you have, have someone in your life and you don't even know why you're jealous of them. 
You can't even figure it out. It's almost like there's un some unseen force that's trying to connect you to the individual, and, and you're not even like that. I mean, you, you don't know why these things are the way they are, but you can break anything by saying, Lord, for some reason, I have this ill feeling toward this individual. And so I confess that, I release that, and I thank you that the love of God and humility is in my heart, and I pray the blessing of the Lord. I thank you, O oh Lord God, that whatever seemingly I'm jealous about, I'm asking you to double it in their life. Double it in their life and increase them. Because like the Holy Spirit said, there's plenty of sun for everybody. Thank you, Lord. So just lift your hands. If there's anyone that could be a family member, could be your best friend, could be a supervisor, could be somebody that works underneath you, could be somebody down the street that you think their house is nicer than yours, could be someone that got a brand new car before you did. And thank you, Lord God. But just release that. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that we don't have a right or a reason to be jealous of anyone. For you love men all the same. You are a respecter of faith. You are a respecter of discipline. You are a respecter, O oh Lord God, of purpose and destiny. We thank you, O oh Lord God, for forgiving us, for holding things against people. We ask that you would forgive us, O oh Lord God, for not wanting to see other people succeed so it, it seemed like we were better than them. So forgive us of those things, O oh Lord God, and we pray their success, we pray their victory. We pray, O oh Lord God, for relationships to be restored. Thank you, O oh Lord God, that as you are burning jealousy out of our hearts, O oh Lord God, that you will release unto the, us the things that have been held back. Thank you, Lord. Help us to be a people that we enjoy the blessings of God in everyone's life. Learn to celebrate, Father God, men and women who increase and are promoted and get married and, and look good. Give compliments, O oh Father God, instead of speeches. We thank you, O oh Father God, for raising us up, helping us to be like you, O oh Lord God, to see the good in everyone and not the bad, to see the best in everyone and not the wicked. So we bless you and we honor you. Thank you, O oh Lord God, for this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen, amen. Glory to God, hallelujah. And some of you, sometimes, you know what? Sometimes you have to call people. Just in and in here. You, sometimes you really have to call people. I did a Bible school class years ago and I had a contest with the Bible school students. And I said, I said, let's have a contest. Y'all prove to me that it's a sin to drink wine and I'll prove to you that it's not. So you know the end of that story, they put up all these scriptures. I said, not one of these scriptures says it's a sin to drink wine. They have a glass of wine that says it's a sin to be drunk. Jesus drank wine, the disciples drank wine, everybody in the Bible drank wine. Almost everybody, 99% of the people. And so there was a lady in that school that uh, she, not only did she get out the school because of that one scenario, she said, I got to go back to all of my family members and I got to apologize. She said, I put them in hell because they were drinking. But let me tell you something. If you're going to put somebody in hell because you're drinking, you got to go to hell because of the cuss words that come out of your mouth. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you know what I'm saying? We like to label sins as more evil than others. And there's some that's crazy, <laughs> you know, but it's the point that I'm making. So how many know this is a, this is a sure enough life lesson? More and more, the Lord is having us teach life lesson stuff from the word of God because that's where the truth of it comes from. So I don't have any announcements. I want you all to be safe tonight. How I many you know this rain has just been crazy off and on?